This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. When you're on a health and wellness journey, having a supportive and nurturing community can make all the difference in the world. My guest today, Dr. Dawn Nickel, has used her own experience to create She Recovers. She Recovers is really a remarkable community of women where women can connect with themselves and other women in recovery. Dawn will talk to us today about the inspiration for this community and what she's learned from the women that she has met and that she interacts with and how she hopes to grow She Recovers to help women all around the world live their best lives, realize their potential, and live a healthy life. So Dr. Don Nickel, welcome to the show. It's such an honor to have you with me today. Thank you, Erica. It's my absolute pleasure. So, I mean, this is an incredible community. She Recovers is the largest online community of women in recovery. And can you tell us just a little bit about how, you know, how it started, how the idea came to be? I feel like so many people are inspired by, by these kinds of communities, you know? Right. Well, thank you. You, you, Quite by accident, it came to be, actually. I'm a woman Mm -hmm. in long-term recovery. I started my recovery journey back in 1987. Kind of Mm -hmm. haven't had a drink since that time, so almost 30 years without alcohol. I smoked a lot of pot for a couple of years, and then in the last 27 and a half years, I've been clean and sober all but two days of that 27 and a half years. I I took a little sabbatical um, with some uh-huh. pills uh, shortly after my mom passed away in 2000. So mm-hmm. I, I consider myself to have been on the recovery journey since the very beginning, like almost 30 yeah. years. But right. um, if I'm counting days, then I count, I think it'll be 17 days, 17 years coming up this May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, Incredible. Thank you. And as many of us find, I think, um, when I did get clean and started on my journey of who the hell is Dawn or who the heck is Dawn, sorry, I shouldn't swear. Um, I found that, you know, all these underlying issues that had kind of propelled me into my addiction were still there. A lot Mm -hmm. of it was around anxiety for me, uh, perfectionism, fears. And so I just, those things just kind of acted out in other areas of my life. And in my case in particular, um, I ended up becoming quite a perfectionist, which led me to become um, a bit of a workaholic. I was a student for 13 years and, and got used to the pace of never mm-hmm. having a moment off. You know, when you're a student and a graduate student in particular, you just go, 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 and there's no, there's no weekends, there's no evenings. And so by the time I finished with my, um, graduated with my PhD in 2005, at that exact moment, I also contracted colon cancer. So mm, I ended up just that. in this, yeah. like, real funk coming out of that. I felt like, okay, of course. I, you know, I, I'm behind, and I have to get moving. So I started going really fast, and I ended up... Um, I was teaching at a university, I was doing consulting work, and I was working full-time as an executive in government, and I ended up just hitting the wall with workaholism. It was insane. Mm -hmm. Um, So I ended up going on a leave for four months from my job just because I was so ill and burnt out, and during that time I started blogging, and I started a little blog called um, Recovering Dawn, and really it was just about my as I was becoming aware of, wow, look what I've done to myself, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like when we get into recovery from drug addiction, we go, what was that all about? And and that's what I started kind of reflecting on is how did I get here? How do I mm-hmm. get out of here? And how do I keep from being here again? And while I was blogging, I really just started connecting with women in cyberspace. I was just blogging for myself, as many women do, you know, just it's like a, it's like a journal, only it's online. 
Right. And I liked the connections that I was making. People were coming back and, and I was having affirmation and confirmation about things that I was saying about recovery. And then I started to disclose that actually it's not just workaholism. It's also, you know, I have a past with drugs and including alcohol. And I just, I really liked the connection. I thought it was cool. So after four months, when I went back to work, uh, I had learned that I couldn't work all day and work all night. So I knew that I was going to have to give up my blogging. Um, those of us who write know that one blog post can take four hours at a time. <laughs> right. So I decided I had to give up the blog and concentrate on my wellness. And I don't know why, but I thought, well, you know, there's this Facebook thing, which I really wasn't into. This was 2011. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I knew there was a lot going on, kind of. There was a few things going on with regard to recovering women online. Um, but I didn't really know much about what, how I could translate that to Facebook. But I decided I would, so I decided to start a page. And instead of it being all about me, because I didn't want it to be all about me anymore, I just wanted to kind of look at uh, how we could inspire each other. I, I decided to call it She Recovers. And mm-hmm. and that worked for me, because all I had to do was, like, once a day post a pretty picture or a meme or, you know, mm-hmm. an article, something that was informative and... And it started to grow and, and take on a life of its own. I'd been at, back at work for about five months when the universe gave me the biggest kiss. And mm-hmm. I actually ended up, um, my unit was dissolved and I was given a year severance. So I went away to Mexico yeah. for a few months thinking, wow, it's great, A, that, that they canned me after I figured out that I was not my job, that that was mm-hmm. not my identity and that I was nothing without it. So I was grateful for that. But B, I thought, now I have this opportunity to really do something um, that means more to me, and that was to work with and somehow to work with women in recovery. So I took a coach, recovery coach training course, mm-hmm. became a recovery coach, started planning retreats. My daughter, coincidentally, also a young woman in recovery, um, she was a yoga teacher, and she had gone down and trained in the yoga of recovery uh, and done some trauma-informed yoga teacher training. So she Fantastic. and I were kind of thinking about doing a retreat at the same time that one of our best friends moved to Mexico and... So, yeah, in twenty early 2012, we decided we were going to do a retreat, and November 2012 was our first She Recovers Sacred Pause Retreat. We've done wow. 12 retreats since. We've done one in oh, California, eight, cool. I think, in Mexico, a bunch up here on the West Coast. We're going to Bali for three retreats at the end of August and into September. And it's all women in recovery and women recovering in all areas of their lives mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. through all pathways. The thing about She Recovers mm-hmm. is that we really do believe that we need to be encouraged to uh, and supported to find and follow individual, individualized pathways and patchworks mm-hmm. of recovery. So mm-hmm. the women who come to our retreats come with uh, a wealth of experience and questions, and and uh, yeah, we just have a great time on retreat. So. And so and so, what do you what do you guys do on the retreat? You do obviously yoga. You you obviously do some coaching. Is it is it uh, you know you what? Know, it's very... program free. It's and I don't mean okay. like twelve step program free, but we started off no, with I mean, doing workshops. Yeah. And what uh-huh. we actually found, and, and this is, I think, maybe the success of our retreats, we don't do anything. Right, <laughs> we just being together. We have Yeah, yeah. I said, it just sounds like being together and being yeah. with new people and, and connecting is really powerful on its own and not have the anxiety of having to be somewhere at a certain time or, you know. Exactly. We have three meals like, a day that are scheduled and, you know, right. everybody lines up for meals. We have two yoga classes that not everybody comes to them. I mean, most people do, but not everyone does. And yeah. we have um, every second night we have, if it's a seven-day retreat, we have a sharing circle. Again, nothing's mandatory. What right. I find and what I really believe is that by the time we get to a retreat or by the time we have a moment to kind of stop and take stock or take a deep breath in our lives as women mm-hmm. in recovery, as women even, you know, not in recovery. 
Right. We need the time to remember what we already know. We don't need to be fed more content. Now, right. having said that, we our expansion for She Recovers, because we're on this big growth spurt, is that we do want to start having retreats where we can have guest hosts, someone like you, um, yes. you know, provide content at a retreat, maybe, or, you right. know, call it, do a weekend workshop and those types of things. But right now, our Sacred Pause retreats, the retreats that we're running now, are really mm-hmm. just about coming and connecting back with your breath, with your body. Right with right. healthy oh, food and uh, the, the amazing energy of other like-hearted women. It's, they're magical, mm-hmm. and I'm not the only one that says that. I love them, but um, our guests sure. come back. We have women who have been to seven of our retreats, four or five. Most retreats are like half new people and half alumni. Uh-huh. Um, so we think we must be on to something. Oh, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. I would, I would love to. To ever try something like that with with a community i've never i've never done that but i hear about them and and it sounds just really really powerful and we probably yeah very i mean it sounds like it's a, a really um heart like you know heart centered experience so fantastic yeah so, you it's know, grown very we, organically and and mm-hmm. you know so for us like the next iteration of events i don't know if you want me to talk about this but we're doing she recovers in new york city in may yeah please which, yeah may 2017 is, mm-hmm. yeah like that's just less than two months away which i know me out a little bit but basically we yeah. decided we want to do we wanted to do something on a bigger scale so um taryn and i collaborated with a couple of event producers one from mm-hmm. new york and one from ottawa canada and another friend of ours who lives out here on the west coast with us who's a is a recovery advocate Mm-hmm. And we launched She Recovers in New York City. We invited keynote speakers, Marianne Williamson, Glennon mm-hmm. Doyle Melton, Gabby mm-hmm. Bernstein, and ABC oh, 2020's Elizabeth Vargas to be our keynote speakers. Now, we didn't oh, expect wow. they would all say yes. <laughs> yeah. But and they, they did. did. Oh, so we have them amazing. and then like a full slate of other speakers. And, um, Elena Brower, who's like yes, a renowned yogi master, mm-hmm. is going to be with us yeah. that weekend as a special guest. Nikki Myers from Yoga for 12-Step Recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, and about 10 other speakers. So it's going to oh, be really great. fantastic. We sold out um, more than a month ago. Um, we have a waiting list of over 200 women. And so just oh. last week, or the week before, I'm sorry, we decided that we're going to live stream the event for $79. Oh, the digital tickets are available on our website. We just really want to bring that experience to as many people as we can. And you know, uh-huh. as, as I think you know, our Facebook community is over 262,000. So yeah, you know, oh, that Don, that's awesome. Uh, that's so yeah. amazing, though. Wow, congratulations, really. I mean, those are some. I was on. A, I was on Tommy Rosen's uh, Recovery 2.0 with a bunch of those women. Um, awesome, Elena Bar- Yeah, and 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 I and I watched all of their interviews too. Really, really, such incredible people. So, I, you know, for everybody out there that's listening, what's the date there? So, and can you tell them like a website if they want to? Yeah. So the date it? of the live stream is May fifth to seventh. Okay. It starts Friday evening, um, East Coast time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to www.sherecovers.co, it's not .com, it's .co slash NYC, and you can access the digital tickets there. Um, people who purchase the tickets will have access to some but not all of the content for a full 60 days. Not all of our speakers were able to give us permission to keep them over on the 60-day offering, but they are all um, available. They're, they're all going to be with us on live stream. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank We'd you love to have everybody. Good, good. Well, I'm going to spread the word for sure. So as you were talking just about your experience, obviously, you know, thank gosh, beating cancer and going through, you know, so many different challenges through your life. I was kept thinking of the word courage, having the courage really to face face all 
all of life's kind of stressors and life's um, events that come our way, you know, and, and talking about it and leaning into and being open and creating a community like you have and, you know, really uh, giving giving other people a voice when you share I feel like people also feel open to share and that lifts the stigma of for me I, I think in in terms of me working people in recovery I, there's such a stigma for women especially that yeah. are trying to get sober in, in communities whether they're a mother whether they're a PTA person if they're on a board if they have a big job you know it's really difficult for them to, to speak about it to live their truth and ask for help so I, I want to just ask you if you see that shifting a little bit within your community do you feel like the stigma is being lifted and and also through you sharing even a journey uh, whether it's with addiction or whether it's cancer or whatever it is that we go through to speak about it if, if you feel comfortable really I think helps others speak and it's just this powerful domino effect on a positive uh, you know path I think it's so important you know I I think we have these things called attentions and guiding principles we have 10 of them that she recovers Mm -hmm. intentions guiding principles they're also on our website under um, about I think and the last one is when we're ready we recover Mm -hmm. out loud so that women who are struggling can find and join our tribe and I think mm. the two things about that kind of to your question is the power of speaking, you know, like me standing up. Like when I, when I speak, because I do speak to groups, mm-hmm. and I say, I was a high school dropout who could not form a sentence either on paper or in front, you know, even in a conversation. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, suicidal, six overdoses. You know, I made my living by selling drugs. You know, I was an international drug smuggler with my children in the back seat of my car, like and wow. I you know tell them how yeah. where I was and mm-hmm. and then you know they see and 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 get to learn who I am today. Everything I've done, I've done in recovery. Like right. every, everything I am is through mm-hmm. being in recovery. Mm-hmm. It has to be powerful. I mean, in the same way that I was inspired to try this recovery thing and stick with it because of the women I saw before me and the things that they were doing in their lives, and I mm-hmm. you know knowing where they came from. And I think it's really important to cover it, to recover out loud because. I believe really strong that I want to I want to share my story so that people don't have to sell drugs over the border so they don't have to put their children's lives in danger so they don't have to degrade themselves in the ways that I did mm-hmm. because if they understand from me that I you know I didn't start off that way that it's a progressive disease that right. um you know at, regardless of which where you are on the spectrum of use misuse and addiction Mm-hmm. that being sober, being in recovery, or, you know, being sober, or even just choosing a sober lifestyle, even if you don't call yourself in recovery, it's mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's a wellness journey. And it's a, you know, it's, it's a pathway of wellness. So mm-hmm. I kind of like to look at it as the more I can share out loud, the more I, you, we can kind of turn women around at the past, you know, right. don't keep going, stop here. Right. So, um, but the important, the other important piece of that principle is that it, I say, you know, we say when we're ready, which for yeah. me means that, not everybody is going to be ready to do it publicly and, and the way that I do it. Um, of course. And some women express concern about that. I don't know if I could ever come out in public or my community or even to my family or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I just look mm-hmm. at them and I say, you know, you're sitting here and you're talking to me about your challenges and being in recovery. You're recovering out loud. Mm-hmm. That is recovering mm-hmm. out loud. If you recover mm-hmm. out loud to that one person who says they have challenges and you can say to them, well, you know, I actually did or do too. That's recovering out loud. You don't have to go on um, rewired radio or, or webinars on online or, or a Facebook not. page of right. hundreds of thousands, right? Recovering out loud can just be to that one other person who needs to know that they can sit there and say. I mean, the most powerful words, I think, in recovery are two words, and that's just 
me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I and I also think, though, that some, you know, some people f- really feel that their identity is inner interlaced with their behaviors when when you really some people are hijacked by drugs and alcohol or hijacked by a life of abuse or whatever it is that, you know, whatever dark, dark, dark hole we're coming out of, you know, that 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 those behaviors are hijacked by 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 what we're dealing with at the time and and we are not of our behaviors especially in an addiction and so i feel yeah. like the shame that i hear from women is really um it's it's so it, it's so powerful to to hear their sh- to, to hear why they're ashamed and and yeah. how they judge themselves and the negative self talking to to kind of shed a light for them and help them reframe it in their minds cognitively like that is not a that is not you you know that 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 was a behavior that that you exhibited oh. that you know and erica and for them i to love see that. that difference you, yeah you know am i allowed to say the word shit it's okay you just did so okay i did but i, <laughs> I want to say it because what i what yeah. i have said to women that i've mentored for the last 20 some years when they get to that point where they're beating themselves up for their past as i always say that's just the S-H-I-T you did. That's not who you are. And it's, right. and, and like the light comes on for mm-hmm. them. So I love, I love that you think that too, that me yeah. too, that's a me too yeah. moment for me. That is a me too. Yeah. It's just so, you know, it's, it's so powerful. I think the cognitive bit too, we were, Don and I were on a, a panel yesterday, um, which was fantastic through a, a treatment center called the clearing and, and with other, with other great, um, inspires in their fields and and it was just really interesting to to be able to hear uh you know hear about how other people approach recovery approach health and wellness and um I, you know as you were talking yesterday i just felt that there's so many parallels to what what you do to what i feel is um helpful you know to to people and especially those cognitive things of how to re, re to look at things in different ways and um obviously in my book i talk a lot about affirmations, intentions, um, how to go through your narratives in your mind, what narratives don't serve you, which ones were placed at a young age that we, that we are responsible now to change and be aware of and all of that. And I, and I think that that for women is super important, especially what's going on today with social media and all the messages we get and all the, you know, uh, competition and it's just never ending, never ending, never ending. And, uh, you know, so, I love that you have a social media outlet that is healthy and, and obviously promoting healthy thinking because the thinking piece is where I, I just feel uh, needs to be talked about a little bit more too. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Rewired, right? We need to rewire. Yeah. <laughs> Thankful yeah, for, for your work. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So do, do you find those social media is frustrating to you? Do, do you go on to like Instagram or do you go on to any of these other sites and see that there is a, a glamorization of, of using. I see that a lot. That's being glamorized. Also, you know, the way women look more than ever is being judged yeah. and uh, photoshopped. And, you know, I mean, I just think for women, it's, it's a, it's a tough time. It is. It is. And, you know, we always think we're getting better. <laughs> My first degree was in women's yeah. studies. So I remember, you know, it's like 20 years ago, more than that, looking at all of this and uh, yeah. It, and it just comes in kind of waves and recycles. Right. And, and I think we're in a particularly, dangerous time again, as we all know. So, yeah, you know, my social media, here's the thing is, I'm so busy with the social media, um, with She Recovers, just kind of keeping on track of, because I like to, I mean, I make sure that I comment back to people who leave comments. And between my, my my daughter is the co-creator of She Recovers, so she does a lot of the social media these days as well. Mm -hmm. But, But between the two of us, we spend a fair bit of time on our Facebook page. And then we have private groups that we belong to, huge communities of women 
um, that aren't our groups, but we're just members of them. And it's, you know, women in recovery supporting each other. Cyber recovery is such an exciting thing right now. Mm-hmm. We have our own um, private Facebook groups for our retreats. We just right. rolled out a She Recovers Coach designation program with another, uh, with a reputable training, uh, re- recovery coach training outfit from Florida. And so we have a group of coaches now. So I spend so much time in our own kind of um, sphere that mm-hmm. mostly what I get in social on social media is pretty positive because I really only look and scan through um, the recovery portions of Instagram or um, Twitter mm-hmm. or Facebook. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I yeah. try not to get inundated with the rest but of that's, it. But I know yeah. that it's out there, clearly, and I yeah, definitely that- have concerns. But that's that's a good wise tip too, which what you basically said is what I say too is we we really do have uh, the power to co- to create what content we take in too, or yeah. we you know, it's it's like we don't have control over a lot of things in our lives, but what we read, what what we what we choose to follow, what we yeah. choose to to be part of, you know, we have to be super mindful about that because I I have you know many young women that come to me and they're constantly anxious, they're constantly depressed, and I I have to ask them like what are you what are you watching, what are you seeing, who are you following, mm-hmm. what's going on? It's different questions these days. It's not wow. you know. It really is incredible how how that that world of social media, if you're if you're not careful of what kind of uh, content you're taking in, can affect your overall you know mental and emotional health. I bet, and especially for younger women because they're so caught up in it, right? I mean, I'm just so glad yeah. that it wasn't around when I was younger for a lot of reasons. I think a lot of us who used as we did are pretty mm-hmm. happy that we don't have pictures of that floating around but oh well that's for sure <laughs> I'm always <laughs> saying I went to college like right before you know cameras or phones had cameras on them so thank god no, nothing was captured of my my 20s but um, <laughs> oh yeah but I, I I still think now more than ever too even even women of all ages uh, you know still still have to engage in technology I'm, I'm working on writing a second book right now on technology oh, my goodness. yeah I'm and, like- and, and well, the good, the bad, and the ugly of technology, really. Um, oh, beautiful. How, how, how to have more emotional awareness in the day of, you know, in the day and age of, of technology, really. And so how to explore, you know, uh, there's so many different subjects, but but especially um, those of us that feel like digital aliens a little bit, feel, don't mm-hmm. really understand, you know, for me, too, I'm... I'm 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 a writer, so I like to write pen to paper. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I I I type obviously all my books on on a computer, but but even doing that, I, I like to outline first with pen and paper. I'm just yeah. very much more drawn to, the, yeah, the kinesthetic way of of expressing myself. So, it, you know, I just think um, there's so many subject matters around this that are kind of shape help shaping our identities too. You know, mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. you're good, you know, ha- like somebody, you know, sent me, oh, we've got a DocuSign sending you over. Can you please copy and paste it and send it back and download it on a file thing? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're, like my head's spinning. Yeah. <laughs> What's going it's on? It's hard to keep up, hey? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying there's there's so much pressure in terms of like, you know, obviously comparing ourselves, but also in just feeling competent as, as a human being and, and making sure mm-hmm. we feel like we're intellectually keeping up, too. So there's oh, it's a lot. Be a great book. That's awesome, and yeah, so needed. Yeah. So needed. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fun. So, John, can you can you just wrap up and tell everybody a little bit about um, again anything that you're doing? The conference in May, May fourth, uh, you said, or fifth? I'm sorry. May fifth. It's actually May my birthday. 5th. Coincidentally, it's my wow, birthday, Cinco de and, Mayo. Start, and I get to sit down with Glenn and Doyle Melton. So let's. Um, I'll just roll out this year. Maybe um, the next thing. The next big thing is um, yeah. she recovers in New York City. 
starts on May 5th to 7th. We have digital tickets available. We're hearing about women getting together in small groups to watch. You know, you know, may, they may not want to sit down from Friday night till Sunday when Marianne Williamson um, finishes us off with her as the final keynote. But um, oh, you know, the they're final? getting together either for mm-hmm. one or two or, or more um, of the of the main keynotes, and then I'll be speaking on that Saturday as well, and, and others. And mm-hmm. we have a team of ten of the um, like the most amazing sober bloggers female sober bloggers in cyberspace. So we've got Jean from Unpickled and um, Holly from Hip Sobriety, Laura McCallan. I mean, there's too many to list, but there's 10 of them and they're really? just amazing. Um, sober Julie, yeah, I'll, I'll get caught up and forget somebody if I keep going, so I'll stop. But Hip they'll sobriety. be there and they'll be doing kind of behind the scenes live streaming. Um, uh-huh. So it's just going to be, it'll be as close to being there as you can. And like I like to say, it'll be a lot cheaper than going mm-hmm. to New York City and being at the Conrad with us, which is a beautiful hotel, but very expensive mm. in New York City as well. Is that, is that down down by the World Trade Center, the Conrad? It is, yeah, right yes. facing Battery Park. It's phenomenal. I've seen it's that. Wonderful. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's a great and then after place. that, we've got um, sold-out retreats mostly except for Bali. We've got three wonderful retreats in Bali, and we have a few spots left in each of them. Would love to fill those up with people who who um, who are in recovery and want to join, you know, another 18 women at each retreat. Okay. Uh, and and how, how what, what is a good... Uh, Web, website or, or, or www.sherecovers.co okay good everything's on there our coaching information we have lots of free resources on there we've got a reading room I'm going to put your book up there this weekend oh, um, just lists of books to read by topics and yeah like it, it's meant to be a resource um, this summer the, the big thing that we'll have by the end of the year is we're going to have an online membership and it's going Fantastic. to be free to join. Uh, so we just want to cool kind of migrate on. people into something a little more private, but we don't want to charge right. them when they get there. Fantastic. Uh, there might be subscription levels eventually, but we, yeah. just, we just want to create the space. She Recovers is all about creating the space for women in recovery. Fantastic. Well, Dawn, thank you so much for all the work that you do, for being here with me today, and for, for all your love that you and for everything that you give all these women. So thank you. It was my pleasure. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well.